Welcome everybody back to the Lone Road iRacers podcast with me your host Guy Robertson. A couple of subjects to, we're going to talk about this week. One is last weekend's special event at Bransach in the Ray FF1600 on the Indy track. And we're going to take a look at what it means to run a motorsport venue. Well, last Friday's uh, uh, Ray FF1600 uh, race around um, Brandsatch Indy. Wow. What an event that was, folks. Um, personally, I, I never raced a iRacing race yet where heats were involved. So this was a first time for me and first time for a couple of other members in uh, from the Discord. Um Again, just to remind uh, listeners what it was. So they were uh, two heats and then there was a chance to get into the final four. They call it commiserations uh, race and then the overall final. Um, The heats never raced them before. So that consisted of, uh, I think, 10 or 12 cars, um, various I, uh, I ratings. Um, were put on the track together. So there was some from the top of the I-rating list in your split to some of the uh, lowest in the split. You sat there, if you were in, the, shall we say, the second heat, uh, and you were able to watch the first race in, in all its glory, really, uh, while waiting, being held back in the pits or a staging area, probably in the simulator, and wow, that was brilliant to see the first heat, how they were getting on, the, the the leaders, the people who were catching up, and also the spinners, the crashes, and everything else. Uh, personally, I really, really enjoyed watching that. And then all of a sudden, it was your time to get on, get on the track and do your race. And clearly, they could watch your race as well. Um, really, really interesting format. I, I again, I can't shout enough about it. It was different. I really did enjoy it, and I know rest of the Discord buddies did as well. Um, we then went into again more learning where people who didn't make uh, the final uh, automatically. I think it was a top twelve or top thirteen drivers got through. Uh, there was still a chance, I think, for the top four in the commiserations race, if you finish in the top four, to still make the final. Um, so we had one of our guys actually get through to that final as well uh, from that commiserations race. In fact, two people got through. So that also meant that you could still really drive uh, as good as you could, and you had an opportunity to get there. Um then the grand final, so that was a 20-lap race, the grand final. Personally, I finished sixth in my heat, starting, I think, ninth. So I was very happy with the result. Um, but I just want to put it out there. Whoever um, designed that scenario or that race format, yeah, bravo. Uh, happy to see more of that on there. Um it was a spectacle, to be honest, even though I was sitting in the pits watching other, other racers and their skills, commiserations when they got hit or they spun off. 
on a very, very good track for that particular car as well. Didn't need a bigger track. It was intimate racing uh, at its best around uh, the famous Branzach Indy course. Um, so again, as I've said, very large uh, congratulations to whoever thought of that and organised that. So hopefully we'll see more of that uh, in iRacing in the coming in the coming year. Um, don't know what your thoughts were on the format. Uh, I've heard from other podcasts that used to do heats in ovals and things like that, but maybe not specifically on road racing. So, yeah, can't say enough more more about how good it was. So that was the FF uh, 1600 uh, special event last weekend from Friday evening, 10 o'clock, through to Saturday afternoon at 4 o'clock. Yeah. Big congratulations, iRacing. Absolute cracking. So moving on to our main topic of today's podcast, which is a look at how uh, motorsport venues are or ran uh, around the world. Uh, and basically this is an article, again, on the Motorsport UK website, but so it's probably biased towards the UK before I even start to read it. So as it reads, the UK is blessed with some of the most amazing racing circuits in the world, all regularly buzzing with activity. On top of hosting international, national and club racing events in the summer, many are still busy throughout the week and the winter, offering a huge range of performance-related activities. Annette Freeman is the general manager at the Anglesey Circuit, arguably one of the UK's most scenic places to race at, and she explains, The circuit is very busy all year. On top of the licensed events, we host private testing and track days, and we have a race school to offer specialist training and licensing and drive experiences. We have a fantastic location, the clarity of light and the amazing scenery. So the circuit is also attractive to both media and manufacturers who want to elevate vehicles. We do try to extend the day and diversify our activity as far as we can within our planning condition, whether it is cycle training or using the skid car in the evening to teach young drivers. Angle C's activities match that many other UK circuits and as a result, the operation of the nation's motorsport venues offers a wide variety of employment opportunities all around the country. The role is hugely diverse, she says. I spend a lot of time liaising with the statutory bodies for legal and motorsport requirements, the county council and local interested parties in respect of planning, noise, environmental health and traffic. The many organisers who run their events here and our own team i have to set the calendar prepare budgets and accounts monitor the infrastructure to ensure we are safe to operate and working with the wider team to make sure that people have an enjoyable visit you want all of these people to people to be your ambassadors and by the end of the day you have to make sure the circuit has a secure future Gillian shedden fills a similar role in scotland as managing director at Knockhill Circuit, and for her, the variety is the most engaging factor. There are so many different things involved, you have to think on your feet a lot, she explains. 
you have to be happy with your decision making process and you have to trust your gut a lot of the time. No single person of course can manage such a huge task on their own and Sharon Fuan is grateful of the team around her helping to cover the wide variety of skill sets required to deliver a successful motorsport venue whether they are cleaning the facilities, running a driving experience or preparing the venue we are all a team she says. We have a total of 40 full-time employees and making sure the team runs well is one of the most important parts of my role. We are very busy. We run six days a week, four nights a week, so it can get tense, it can get hectic, it can get tiring. But I know everybody in the business, my door is always open and we have a good vibe. At Mallory Park, Natalie Hansard has spent almost 10 years helping to steer the Midlands circuit from the brink of closure to an extremely busy and diverse venue. However, in contrast to Knock Hill, her team contains just three full-time members of staff and relies heavily on a wider support network. We have a small team, she says. Some circuits have a dedica- have dedicated events management team a separate finance team, a full grounds maintenance team. Some even have in-house lawyers and legal teams. We just have to pull together to cover what is needed. And we have so many plates spinning at any one time because there is so much to do. On race weekends, we are lucky to have some great volunteers. We make sure the venue is in the best condition it can be and that we are, that we are there to assist the race clubs when needed. On midweek track days, we rely heavily on our pool of paid marshals, which is actually a very good way for people to get into the sport. Freeman also has a relatively small team, supported by external resources, and explains, we have a small team, versatile team covering the office, grounds and maintenance. Then we have our family of self-employed marshals and medics, and we draw in odds, instructors for the race school. We use contractors for recovery, security and waste management and the restaurant is a franchise operation. It is important to feed back into the local economy. The biggest challenge, says Freeman, is managing the time. It's all consuming, Shads. It does become your life and I am not actually a motorsport person but it gets into your blood and it is surprising how protective you become towards the circuit. So if I could work on improving something, it would be time management skills and work-life balance. The all-encompassing nature of the industry, however, is partly why it can be so rewarding working in it. People who attend or engage with a motorsport venue are, by their very nature, passionate and excited about what they are experiencing. And it is often dealing with those people that delivers the most interesting moments. Freeman says she feels like a proud granny when a young driver who did their odds course at Anglesey takes part in their first race meeting. Then she tries hard to empathise with people when the stress and adrenaline of an event creates challenges. Shedden concurs, adding, we are really, really lucky that we have, a dedi- we have dedicated fans and a really loyal following. And I think that goes across all motorsport. I know a lot of public serving companies do not always have such appreciative customers, but our team really tries to make the day as good as possible. People come here for a great time and we deliver that. 
Um, Shannon has always destined to go into motorsport. Her father was racing bikes when she was born, and after selling the alarm business, he set up in his 20s. He bought the Nokia circuit in 1983. That led to a childhood where Sunday school was replaced by Sundays in the paddock. When my dad was starting the business, I would... I would always be here at the weekends, school holidays, and I learned a lot, she recalls. I was only 14 years old or so, when, I, but I was observing, seeing things develop and change, watching customers, watching the staff, and by the time I was old enough to have a weekend job, I was out selling race day programs. Despite, despite that, Shedden says there was no master plan to dedicate her working life to not kill, she went to college to study accountancy and business studies, but chose to return to the circuit to work and use those skills to support her father. In 2019, when he retired, she brought him out of the business and took over the reins completely. It just all naturally happened, she says. My dad was very much the visionary, but he definitely needed someone to, shall we say, control him. When Dad and I worked in the business together, I used to say no a lot, and he would say, well, I'm doing it anyway. It was definitely a good teacher, and we became a good pair. It is really tough in the early years financially, and we were constantly juggling things to work how we could get through the season, make it through the winter, and keep everyone employed. It was a pretty steep learning curve, and it certainly gave me a, a good foundation for tough times. There are not many family members left in the business, but it does still feel like a family, and my experience certainly stood me in good stead when COVID came along, just a few months after I had taken over. We had to knuckle down and go, okay, this is the worst case scenario, and we did just just what we could do to come out the other side. Shadden even took to the track to gain some first-hand experience, when she joined the business, spending two years racing in the Ford Credit Fiesta Championship that supported the British Touring Cars and followed that with five seasons in single-seaters. She also qualified as a clerk of the course for motorcycle racing. I definitely think my racing background helps me to make decisions and deal with people that are, sorry, when there are incidents, safety issues or track limit issues, she says. For example, I see the track limit issue from a driver's perspective. It is not quite as simple as just running off to get an advantage. It can sometimes be completely out of your control. It also helps you to understand why people put so much into this sport and why we all get hooked. Most of our events are grassroots, Scottish Championship level, families coming in along and taking part. People are putting their honoured cash into it, so it is important we deliver a good venue a safe venue and a good race sense and good timetables for them. Dre is the Audible iRacers companion. Want to improve your results or get more wins? Download Dre, the digital race engineer. Hit the link in the show notes for a 10% discount. In contrast to Shedden's motorsport-driven route, Freeman came into the industry via a courteous route that did not involve any racing at all. Her career had included spells in the fashion industry and international benchmarking company, and with a non-practicing tax barrister before she re- relocated to Anglesey in the year 2000. 
After working for America State Management, she transferred to the circuit when it reopened for its reconfiguration in 2007. She admits she had never really been a motorsport person before she got the opportunity, but says, I now have a real appreciation for people's passion, and I do have a fondness for the older cars. She began working at Anglesey as an administrator, but quickly expanded the role thanks to an inquisitive brain and a desire to progress. I was not only uh, I was not shy of asking stupid questions, she says. I wanted to understand what happened and why, and I wanted to contribute. It was a good mix of my previous history, my curiosity, and some excellent mentoring. It is important to always reflect, consider, and consider whether what you are doing is best practice. Every bit of knowledge adds to the bank you can draw from. Things stick in the memory, and occasionally something will then trigger you to think, hey, I understand now, or why have we always done it this way? Hansard also started out in a completely different career, working for a travel agency and an estate agency for 10 years before deciding to make a change. She returned to university to study events and business, and when a role at events and marketing manager at Mallory Park came up, she applied and got the job. Like Freeman, Hansard did not come from a motorsport background and says sometimes I think that might help in certain ways. There are so many different aspects to the motorsport world and running a circuit is not the most glorious of them. You are not out there on the grid doing all those exciting things and I think some people have a misconception about it. You are there to make sure the venue is running okay, so it is not always all about the fun adrenaline fueled stuff. I worked my way up gaining experience and learning from the things uh, that went right and when the things went wrong. I think not getting too caught up in in it all can sometimes be beneficial because you can see it as a business as opposed to a hobby. Mallory Park was predominantly a two-wheel focused circuit when Anzard took over and she adds, building up the four-wheel side of the business has been incredibly difficult. We have a far greater mix now of two- and four-wheel events and when people come, they see the changes and the development we have made. That is very satisfying. Running a circuit on a day-to-day basis involves challenges of all shapes and sizes, from storms causing chaos at race meetings to admin issues creating mix-ups in bookings. Whether the buzz of a successful race event or the experience of seeing the beaming faces of people at a track day, it's hard to beat. If an event has gone really well and we have had thousands of people on site, Everyone has got home happy and we have had no red flags and no injuries, then that is a great day for me, reveals Hansard. It is great to see the event come to fruition and when we get lovely emails on a Monday morning thanking us for what we have done, that makes it worth it. The buzz on the Sunday night of a British touring car event is also pretty special, adds Shed. When you have been in in at stupid o'clock and you are still there uh, into the night, You have fit the sweet spot. Good weather, great racing, everything works. Customers are leaving with a huge grin and saying thank you and you just can't uh, beat that. The racing kind of takes care of itself, whether it is good or not. There is not a lot we can do about that, but if we can deliver a great event with all the facilities and everyone at the event is happy, the team are buoyed by it. We have to work long hours, but the rewards come from good feedback from our customers.
Um, there are hundreds of difficult job opportunities in motorsport across the country, from well-known race circuits to lesser-known venues that run experience days, track days, rally stages, karting events, and more. So how should someone with an interest go about trying to get involved? Freeman say has four key tips. Evaluate and promote your transferable skills. Listen hard and you will learn valuable, valuable information if you think it is not relevant. Say yes to new experiences as they could lead to opportunities. They also test how responsive you can be. And above all, be tenacious and stick with it as you never know where things will go. As demonstrated by the respected backgrounds of Freeman, Shedden and Ansard, there is no set route into the side of the sport. Equally, you do not necessarily need a background in motorsport to succeed, as long as you have a source of knowledge or guidance around what, what this motorsport, sorry, what, uh, sorry again, or guidance around you that is motorsport specific. As an example, Freeman had developed her motorsport venue knowledge over time by developing relationships with other circuits and officials. So, says the Motorsport UK Blue Book is on my desk at all times. Local venues of any type are also a good way to gain experience yet. Procedures employed elsewhere have a relevance here too. For example, a wedding venue still has the same issues. Car parking, toilets, maintenance, logistics... What happens if, and a general awareness of those is very useful. So that gives us a great insight, folks, into how a motorsport venue is run uh, predominantly here in the UK. Uh, and we've heard from three um, ladies who are um, from Anglesey, from Mallory, and also Knock Hill. Hope you enjoyed that great insight. So I hope you enjoyed tonight's podcast. A little bit different. Um, just a, a reminder, we are now in week 11 of 13 folks. So there's just this rest of this week and next week to go. So key, start to keep uh, an eye on your SR rating or try and get those final races if you want to get promoted. Ready for the season one, 2024. Until then, folks. Happy iRacing, and I'll see you on the track soon. Mm -hmm.